Hi, guys. Welcome back to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Today on the show, we continue our healing foods journey. Today's foods, beginning with letters M through P. Let's get that liver some relief, huh? Then, a delicious, easy recipe for peach sorbet. Lastly, today, what the doctors aren't telling you in regards to your health. If you're new to the show, my website is atawithalice.com. That's A-T-H-A with Alice.com. Ata translates to right here, right now. Right here, right now. Let's begin with mangoes. Mangoes basically provide a cool, toxic, overheated liver. So they bring a cooling to a toxic, overheated liver. They have a phytochemical compound that helps liver's immune system destroy pockets of bacteria that create liver abscesses. It helps the liver from aging and cells dying while improving bile production. So it helps the liver from aging. If the liver is being prevented from aging, you're being prevented from aging. Maple syrup becomes instant fuel. It's like an IV for the liver, containing vitamins, minerals, and other nutrients coupled with high-quality sugar on which the liver thrives. Melons. Melons are a powerful liver cleansing tool. They hydrate. They contain a unique living water that allows the heart to work less, thins out dirty, toxic blood, and they provide the liver with hydration to hold on to when we are in chronic dehydration. So they flush out toxins out of the intestinal tract, rebuild hydrochloric acid reserves in the stomach, and because bile is not needed to break down melon, the liver can then restore its bile tank. Mushrooms. Mushrooms contain phytochemical compounds, many of which are detoxifying for the liver without hurting it. So mushrooms are medicine for the liver. A mushroom fungus that destroys fungus and the liver accepts them as allies, pushing out unwanted microorganisms. They reduce fungus, bacteria, viruses in the intestinal tract, allowing for nutrients and cleaner blood to arrive to the liver. Onions and scallions, well, they have an antimicrobial sulfur compound that expels unfriendly pathogens from the liver. They have a disinfecting quality, keeping the liver from getting inflamed. They also are like a thermostat for the liver so they can heat and cool properly. Oranges and tangerines provide a combo of calcium and vitamin C. They have a mild gallstone dissolving capability able to uproot and disperse the sludge and sediment that could settle in the gallbladder. And FYI, well, I keep talking about the gallbladder as well as the liver, because when the liver gets too overloaded, then shit goes down to the gallbladder. So the reason I keep bringing up the gallbladder, and I'll probably bring it up again, is because once the liver is too toxic, then things go to the gallbladder, and then we are fully blown sick, FYI. Let's go to papayas. They soothe the nerves in, in the intestinal tract, allowing inflammation to reduce. This improves the absorption of nutrients in the bloodstream to head up to the liver. The red pigment in papayas allows liver cells to be more agile and versatile so it can function at its optimum, you know, performance. Uh, parsley. Parsley. I love parsley. Parsley dislodges poisons and catapults them out of the liver. The green pigment in parsley contains an alkaloid specifically for liver rejuvenation. So parsley has a purging effect on the gallbladder sludge, 
like I said, that gallbladder, not, not on gallstones, but it has a purging effect on the gallbladder. What about the parsley? You know, I think people, how do you, what do you do with it? It's just usually on the plate and you throw it aside. You know what? You you can put it in a smoothie? uh, Yeah, no, you can put parsley in a smoothie. You could put parsley in a salad, chop it up, Mm. mince it. You could use parsley as a garnish. People throw parsley like on top of foods. You ever go out for like Mexican, sometimes they use cilantro, sometimes they use parsley. You ever go out for Indian when they top the dish, sometimes they use cilantro, sometimes they use parsley. But I, I love parsley in a salad. And I sometimes even make a parsley salad, which I like chop up parsley. I mince, you know, like confetti of bell pepper and chop up raw cashews and I make a parsley salad with raw cashews, minced um, red bell pepper, and parsley with some lemon and olive oil. That's outstanding. Outstanding. And like I said, parsley, it's, it's got this compound, this phytochemical compound. And it, what happens is that it, it actually is able to pull sludge also out of the gallbladder as well. So parsley is like, a, like the do-good, the do-good like vegetable of the the day, you know, and it's amazing. And people don't eat parsley as they should. And you can also, you can juice parsley too. throw parsley and green juices. Parsley is really, really good. And you know, if you have bad breath, parsley will help to clean your breath after like if you've eaten onions or garlic. You know what's cool, by the way? What? My mom showed me that you take the parsley, which you didn't use, uh-huh. and you put the roots down in a glass of water uh-huh. and you cover it with a Ziploc bag. Uh-huh. And then you put a rubber band around the Ziploc bag in the cup. It lasts for weeks. That's amazing. It's really cool. Otherwise, is, it wilts and right. Nasty it gets and icky. It yeah, gets ugh. icky. I know parsley is amazing, and everybody can grow parsley like on their windowsill or in a little window box. FYI, parsley's again, it's underused, and it's it doesn't get a, enough credit. I think that it's due. Peaches and nectarines. The skins are sticky to toxins and poisons inside the intestinal tract. When these skins cling to deep-seated debris, old putrefied foods, and mucus inside the intestine and colon, driving them out to make room for friendly bacteria and microorganisms, allowing for better nutrient absorption. So combo of fruit acids, mineral salts, sugars with phytochemical compound for rejuvenation close to the liver's inner core. So amazing. I mean, so much that we don't know about what these things do. Pears. Pears have a calming and soothing uh, fruit for the agitated, inflamed, sluggish, overburdened, fatty liver. They cool down and allow the organ to heal and to rejuvenate. Pineapple. Pineapple dissolves gallstones. Brushing, degreasing, cleaning up sticky gunk and byproduct that can build up in the liver. Amazing. Pitaya, also known as dragon fruit. Some of you are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Pitaya dragon fruit. Well, it's cool. It's actually like a cool looking thing. It looks like like they're usually um, like a pink in color and they have these like kind of like leaves that look sort of like artichoke leaves, but they don't have those pointy, sticky things on the outside. They're real. And when you cut in, it usually has like black dots and they can come in different colors. Mostly they come in like that, that pink color. All right. What they are, you could buy them fresh in a, like, you know, someplace like Whole Foods or Sprouts or Fresh Market. And once in a while, Publix, someplace like your regular grocery store will have them. But then you could also find them in, in farm stands. 
but they're mostly sold frozen. You can use them in smoothies and you could also find them in powders. And what, why am I speaking about this is because they are rejuvenator for the liver. They bring cells back to life. It is the fountain of youth for the liver, caring for its deep inner core, which succumbs to disease left neglected for too long, fresh or frozen, or you can purchase the powder. Dragon fruit is number one cleaner for your liver. Okay. Rejuvenates your liver. If your, if your liver is rejuvenated, you're, you're going to feel rejuvenated because you're going to be able to move things through your body easier, but you also are going to help yourself heal on a much deeper level. Because if your liver is sick, you are going to get sick. Pomegranates contain anthocyanin to help rejuvenate the liver and its astringent qualities help to dissolve gallstones. Excellent for cleaning passageways, promoting better flow through veins in the liver. And last but not least, potatoes, my favorite. I eat every kind of potato known to man. Russet potatoes, white potatoes, red potatoes, sweet potatoes, you name it, I'm a potato head, okay? Potatoes contain an abundant amount of amino acids, which inhibit viral growth. They're high in glucose, which provides substance to the liver and what the liver relies on to keep strong. Potatoes help build up glycogen, the resource that protects us from blood sugar problems, weight gain, fatty liver, dirty blood syndrome. They also help keep the liver grounded and stable, giving us a good constitution and having the ability to reverse chronic illnesses. So potatoes are a root vegetable and they do help to ground us and stabilize us just like all root vegetables help to ground us. But the one cool thing about potatoes is that I just said to you that they protect us against blood sugar problems, weight gain, fatty liver, dirty blood. People think if they eat potatoes, they're going to get fat because it's a starch, you know, it's a carb, blah, blah, blah. You could eat potatoes all day long. As long as you're not putting butter and sugar and loading it up with all sorts of crap, you can eat potatoes, you know, constantly. Uh, you know, again, you're not eating them friend, you're not eating them fried like French fries also all day long. But there's a million different ways to use potatoes. FYI. Now, with that being said, I'd like to even tell you a little bit about each particular fruit or vegetable I spoke about today. For mangoes, you can make a sorbet, a salsa, a mango chutney. Maple syrup can be used in granola dressing or on vanilla ice cream. Remember back in the day, Carvel used to have, you know, a hot fudge sundae with wet nuts. The wet nuts were wet walnuts, basically in maple syrup. I am a big fan. I could like drink maple syrup. I love it. I love it. I love it. It could be used, like I said, in so many different things in so many different ways. Melons, um, basically sorbet or just the way, you know, you could use melon in salads too, but I personally like melons and sorbet or just straight up. Mushrooms can be barbecued, used in soups, stews, sauteed, roasted. Onions, sauteed, grilled, roasted, salad, fried. Oranges, tangerines could be used in salads for juice to snack and recipes for baking, roasting, sauteing. Papayas, just the way they are is fine. I know some people make like a papaya like pudding. I think it's gross, but to tell you the truth, I'm not a fan. I like papayas just the way they are. You could probably also make a um, sorbet out of papayas. 
The Thai people make a papaya salad. Uh, exactly. Ooh. And the papaya, and that's a green papaya. Yeah. And you have to shred it. And it's one of my favorite things on the planet. And you can make your papaya salad with fish sauce, without fish sauce, so it can be made vegan. Big fan of papaya salad. And um, also the little seeds inside of papaya, inside of papaya, they can actually help with heartburn or indigestion. Not eating a lot of them and they don't taste great, but one or two of them, it, they like they contain like a, a natural pepsin and that will help you with, um, you know, maybe indigestion, heartburn, maybe hiccups. And also lemon water helps with hiccups or just, you know, sucking on a piece of lemon. Uh, parsley. Parsley, like I said, juiced or in salads or on top of any cooked foods or garnish that's healthy. Um, peaches and nectarines for snacking, baked, frozen, or for sorbets, topping for salads, desserts, can be used in some cooking or to make preserves. Pears, the same thing, baking, salads, snacking. Pineapple for drinking. It could be used in sorbet, snacking, baked, or used in some other grill, grilled recipes. Pomegranates, I like to use them for snacking or on top of desserts. And potatoes, as I said, steamed, roasted, fried, stewed, sautéed, barbecued, any time of day. Snack on potatoes. You know, I, I am a big fan. Mashed. Anyway, you, there are so many things you could do with the basic, humble potato. Um, and my one recipe I'd like to just say is real easy... A peach ginger sorbet you can make, say you take about a thumb piece of ginger, say about a, an inch of ginger, throw it in a food processor, add about four cups of peaches and a tablespoon of lemon. You could use regular lemon or Meyer lemon and about a tablespoon of raw honey. Process it uh, for about three minutes and then slowly add like a half a cup of water and then freeze it about three to four hours. Bam, you got yourself some peach ginger sorbet. That sounds great. <laughs> and it's good, isn't yeah. it? And it's easy, easy peasy. I'm not a fan of peach pie. I remember when I was in sleepaway camp, I was really fat. Okay, I, I weighed in the third grade approximately maybe five pounds less or even three pounds less than I weigh today at 61. So in the third grade, I was like nine. And at 61, I probably weigh the same weight. Anyway, there I was. I was probably in the second or third grade. I was in a pie-eating contest at Sleepaway Camp. And I was able to eat like seven pies. But I think the sixth or seventh pie was peach. I gagged. I'm like not a fan of peach in a pie. So that's my little peach pie story. Not a fan of peach in a pie. Like apple pie, cherry pie, this kind of pie, that kind of pie, but not a fan of peach pie. Okay. Topic of the day, what the doctors aren't telling you. Okay, there's so, I'm amazed at our medical situation in the United States. You go for your yearly checkup. Most of the doctors that are out there today have like a checklist they go through. Uh, when was your last mammogram? When was your last, did you ever have a colonoscopy? Blah, blah, blah. What's that? Do you have any concerns? And you tell them your concerns. They're like, oh, you know, they may send you for a test. I mean, I, I'm just amazed they have a checklist and I don't, I swear to God, I don't know what's going on out there, but you know what they're not telling us? If you're overweight, you need to lose some weight. I don't know if they're afraid or whatever, but a lot of them are not saying, Hey, you know, Maybe you need to lose 10, 20, 30 pounds. You're overweight. You know, they weigh, they weigh you as soon as you get in there. They take your blood pressure, they weigh you. They don't say, oh, you know, what's with your weight? 
they, they don't say that. So, you know, that's a problem too. Like you must lose weight or this is going to lead to heart disease or some other issue. So we need to exercise. We need to eat some more fruits and vegetables. I don't care what else you eat. Just eat some fruits and vegetables. You could eat meat. You could eat fish. You could eat ice cream, whatever you want. But you know what? In moderation, you need to eat some things that grow from the earth. And uh, fresh air when possible. Cleanse. They don't talk about cleansing. They don't talk about maybe giving up like a food for a little while. I just saw a guy this morning at the gas station right ahead of me in line. And he's got a disgusting like egg sandwich in a paper thing. And it's on top of this nasty piece of pizza that looked like it had been sitting in this, you know, thing forever it didn't look like real pizza right just it's cold it's firm and and i thought man this guy's gonna put literally i thought he's gonna put all that in his body what if he just had a little pineapple or a banana and some toast right if he needed some carbs like have some toast that's the thing you know breakfast in this country is either that the egg sandwich or the donut you ever say what do they say it's a continental breakfast will be served and it's either uh, you know, donuts or the egg sandwich, maybe you may get the egg sandwich and, or you may ha- possibly get a muffin, but what happened to always having fresh bananas, oranges, apples? What does it take? You buy them. You don't even have to prepare anything to put out that bowl of fruit. There are fruits that you don't have to prepare. They come with the skins on them. You grab and go. I mean, I don't, I don't know. And it's, you know, I'm not saying that you, you shouldn't eat the egg sandwich. I'm not saying, granted, eggs are inflaming, do what you want. But um, to me, I just think that if we cleansed some of these foods out of our body, you don't have to give these things up forever if you don't want to. But try to take, you know, three days without a food that you know could be hurting you or killing you. Three days. What's three freaking days? I mean, most of you have been sick in bed for three days and didn't eat something or didn't drink something that you probably eat and drink on a regular basis. So cleanse it out of you. And if you can cleanse for seven or nine days of food that you know is damaging to your health, even better. So they're not saying that. They're not telling people to stop eating dairy and gluten. Nobody's saying stop eating dairy and gluten. The dairy people are losing their marbles right now. Great. Do what you want, but I'll tell you what. Your dairy is so full of antibiotics and hormones, it's gross. You're just, you're eating so much, especially if it's not organic and it's just, you know, commercial dairy. And it's also clogging things up. It's, you know, it can be building polyps in your body. It could be causing allergies in your body, mucus, constipation. I mean, and that's another thing. You know, you go to the doctor, you may say, you know what, I'm constipated. Instead of them telling you to go drink lemon water in the morning or eat more fiber, they may say eat more fiber. Inst- they may hand you something like, you know, some, some powder or some medicine. Instead of saying, hey, maybe you want to take magnesium. Take some magnesium for constipation as well as maybe for your dizziness or your vertigo as opposed to handing you a medicine or a prescription. Maybe, you know, saying, you know, you need to take a vitamin D3 in the winter because it, you're not getting it from the winter sun, those of you in cold freaking climates. Maybe, you know, if you're constantly coming down with viruses and flus and colds, Hey, take more vitamin C and zinc instead of handing you antibiotics. 
every time you get a virus or flu. Why is it that you're constantly getting a virus or a flu? I know people who've gotten vaccinated and boosted and have had COVID two, three, and four times. What the hell? So, I mean, come on, guys. Pop some vitamins. Eat some more fruits and vegetables. Eat the rainbow all the freaking time. That's all you got to do is, you know, maybe add a vitamin and eat some real food that grows from the earth. So that's my rant for today. You have been listening to Enlightened and Annoyed with Alice Saltzman. Website is atawithalice.com, A-T-H-A with Alice.com. And be like the owl. Be intuitive, listen, and just be wise as to what you're putting in your body. Bye for now.